When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 99. I'm here joined again by my best friend, Mr. Brian Quenlin. How you doing, buddy? Okay, we're not doing audio test? Uh, no, it's fine. It looks cool. good. <laughs> right. I forgot to do that. That's a yeah. good point. But no, what's up? How you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm hot. So, <laughs> you're hot. <laughs> now, the people at home might just think you're saying you're attractive. No, it's, I mean... It's it is hot, it is hot in this room. I didn't put my air conditioner yet. Anyway, how's everybody doing out there in Radio Land? Um, I'm very excited. Where they are. <laughs> I'm very not. excited because we only have less than six days to go until we head back to Japan for my third trip, your second trip. So that'll be a you know hoot and a half, huh? Yeah. Very exciting. We're gonna go to the Best of Super Junior Final. Dominion, but not the B Block Finals. Not the B Block Finals. It's it's too far away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're also gonna go to J Stage, Oz Academy, Gato Move, Dragon Gate, DDT, whole bunch of stuff. Hard Hit, Tokyo Joshi Pro. I think I'm forgetting something. Maybe I'm not. But all that good stuff it should be a good time. Um, so what have you been uh, up to, buddy? Oh, maybe... Oh, either Seedling or Michinoko probably decide. That was the other one I was missing. Huh. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, you don't have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the 
You excited for sushi? Yeah. I don't know what else you. What other food do you like in Japan? Um, ramen. Ramen. It's a little hot for ramen, but I don't give a shit what temperature it is. Ramen's good. Okay. So. Uh, do you but... only eat ice cream when it's summer? No, I eat ice cream. Okay, well there you go. Okay. But yeah, so that's coming up soon. That's not what we're here to talk about though, but mm-hmm. it's a good thing to mention because there will be no episode uh, next week, like in the normal weekend slot. You're not doing be... this thing? No, no, no. Can, can I finish? Okay. So there won't be an episode next week in the normal weekend slot because our flight is Saturday morning, but there will be an episode probably after the Best of Super Junior Final on Wednesday, Japan time. I think we'll try to get the crew together and record. Maybe Taylor who's coming. Uh, Kelly and Paul from uh, Voice of Wrestling are coming. And then maybe we'll see who else I can find around who might want to join in. So we'll get at least one episode there. And then maybe another one after Dominion 2. So you might get two episodes the following week. But no episode next weekend because I'll be in the air. So we're here to talk about AEW Double or Nothing and the New Japan Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, I think we should start AEW since it's the big thing that everybody's talking about. Quinn, what were your overall thoughts on the double or nothing as an ice uh, cream truck goes in the background? That ice cream truck is more disturbing to you right now. <laughs> in one word, uh, disappointing. So you didn't like it? Not really. See, I was a little bit more into it than you were, and the, the, the general feedback on the internet seems to be that it was really, really good. Um, I think it was kind of a mixed bag, but the one thing... Look, if you're looking for a slightly better version of WWE, I think that's sort of what they delivered, right? I mean... Yes, but only very slightly. I think they delivered a... They delivered a show that, um, you know, gave you clean finishes, first of all. Yeah. Which has been a major complaint in WWE. They delivered a show where everything, I guess made sense, although there wasn't really a lot of storylines to begin with, so kind of jury out on that, I guess. But I've understood what's going on if I watch Being the Elite. I don't know. I thought that show is, like, pretending like every acknowledges everything's fake, so... Yeah, but there's a different series called Road to Double or Nothing that was uh, more straightforward. But I didn't... I mean, I didn't watch that many episodes of either one of them. I watched a few Road 2s. I really haven't watched Being the Elite all year, and I, I did watch Being the Elite a lot last year. I've never watched Being the Elite in my life, so... Um... But I didn't find the show... So, okay. I didn't find the show disappointing, but I also didn't have high expectations going in. Like, I thought, you know... I guess I did, so that was my problem. Yeah, I thought it would be a pretty good show, and it pretty much delivered on being a pretty good show. There were a few big flaws that I think that they can definitely improve on going forward. Okay, so let's go through it. Starts with the Casino Battle Royal. This was Um, (laughs) garbage. I have to say... I would not start my brand new promotion. I know it's a pre-show, okay? So maybe maybe they're taking one from WWE's book. When I book. saw the Battle Royale rules <laughs> online, I thought this was a joke. Like, it's a Battle Royale. You just have guys throw each other over the top rope. It's very simple. I thought this whole thing was a joke they're making. I found out, no, these are the rules. This screamed TNA to me. Because yeah. the rules had, like, took you for, like, this whole page full of shit where they were taking cards out. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, well, first of all, don't don't decks tech usually have two Joker cards? Yes. So that made no sense to me because there was only one. But I, ju- I just thought this the, these rules are fucking... This is TNA, like, at its 
And there was more of that later. We'll, we'll you're very that, you're very upset about the number just, of Joker cards. Well, no, just, I don't care about that. It's just pulling cards. With, just have a match where guys throw each other over the top rope. Like, don't do this crap with the... I mean, in the end, you didn't even have to know the rules to understand what was going on. These five guys come in. Now these five guys, these five guys, these five guys. Yeah, more they definitely I mean, over... It, 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 they, they over-detailed it. Over-explained we, it. We, over, we, yeah. Okay, some dipshits. Instead of going for... Picking balls, they pick cards. Great. Like, um, what, they're what really was... obsessed with this casino, you know, theme on the show. Yeah. And apparently, they're bringing that back. And and also, a lot of these guys, some of them were good, but some of these guys in the Most Royale, of them were fucking terrible. I think they're in the Battle Royale. And the reason why, you know, they're not in WWE is because they suck. Yeah. I don't want to name names, but there were some guys fucking shit up and nearly killing people. And they also didn't know that in a Battle Royale... If you're going to do a big spot, make sure it's not happening when another group is doing a big spot. Because there was something where Billy Gunn did something. Meanwhile, who was the, who was the other one? Yeah, they were Jungle the, Boy they were and two of, shit was happening and the camera had to flip, flip there between were, them. There were a bunch of spots like that. The thing was very boring for a long time. And then they and all, all started doing everything And then all of a sudden they all started doing everything at once. And I, I didn't know. know what was happening. The camera couldn't keep up. And you should know. That's basic, like, common sense. Don't do all your shit at the same time. Plan yeah. everything out. So, okay. So some notes here. First of all... Geek Battle Royal, not the way I would start a brand new show. And if you're going to do a Battle Royal, I need to say this. I, more than anything else on the planet, I hate the finish. <laughs> where a guy thinks he's won. And, oh no, a guy fell out and he was hiding the whole time and he comes up from behind. No, I know he didn't win, but I still hate it. Yeah, I thought it was a parody of that they, finish. But yeah. they still kind of they, they did it. I remember fucking WrestleMania weekend. They did it at the MSG show. And then he did it twice during WrestleMania. <laughs> the, 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 third, the second time in Mania, the guy didn't win. The coup guys yeah. stuck. Okay. I want someone to create a company with a Battle Royale fucking rule. If you get thrown through the ropes, you're not eliminated. But if you don't get back in the ring in like, I don't 90 know, like 90 seconds, seconds, 90 seconds you are out. Yeah. Because that's so, Why doesn't everybody just hide in the ring? <laughs> why does only a Battle Royale one person do that? Because you're guaranteed to be the, the second to last person. You, you At that point, you have a 50% chance of winning. If you yeah. hide under the fucking ring. Like, that is so stupid. Anytime someone says 50% chance, well, right? you know I think what of I the mean. Scott well, Steiner you, you, promo. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that, so, like, make that rule, all right? If, if you get thrown through the ropes, you, you gotta get it back in the ring at a certain time or you're out for good. Because that's I agree. such a stupid bullshit finish. And everybody feels like that's how you have to end the Battle Royal now. So. With someone else sneaking in. All right, let me get, move back a little bit. Terrible way to start your first show. Yes. Also, this fucking. And I like the Battle Royale at all in, by the way. I, I did thought too. it was fun. Yeah. I might not have liked it. Can I get a word in, please? This fucking geek battle royal Mm -hmm. was for a one one half of the first ever world championship title match. Luchasaurus could have been facing the winner of Omega Jericho first world champion. Glacier. Um, I don't who the fuck else is this thing? Mr. Ash, Billy Gunn, Kip Sop, or whatever he's called himself, or what was his name in 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 TNA? Who who gives a fuck? Kip James or whatever. So I mean, look. That's really stupid. There's exactly two people in this match. I guess MGF because they're pushing him and hard. Hangman. And Hangman. And the they were the two. last two. But then what the fuck is the point? Just do Hangman Page against MJF for the fucking title shot. And just have a I know, battle royale for nothing. But... I know this was a last minute thing because of Page. And why was it? But it, Because Page... Was, was that supposed Page to be for the champion? Yeah. Pac-Man and Page and Pac. So, you almost said Pac-Man. <laughs> but no. Um, Page and Pac. Like, look. I get this was a last minute change. Find a better last minute change because it fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And a terrible way to start your show. 
Um, after that, we had the interview with like uh, Kylie Ray and the two librarians, which that felt like WWE. That felt I was like really bad. I guess it's supposed to be, but but if you're trying, don't 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 try to be like yeah. If if you know it's stupid, then why are you doing? There it? There were a few things on the show that felt very WWE like to me. This was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, for their credit, they did not go backstage at all for the rest of the show. Yeah, there were no other backstage promos. If they cut out backstage promos, I would be so fucking happy. Like, why are we going backstage anyway? Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. Do pro- do your promos in the ring. Uh, after that, Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara. I went one and three quarters. Uh, I just thought it was a very boring, slow and awkward match. Uh, some okay spots at the end, but a bad match otherwise. Really nothing to it. It was fine. Neither of these guys did anything that st- I couldn't... I didn't even know which one was which. And I and then I thought I figured it out, but you had to explain I got it wrong. Yeah. I thought if this <laughs> well, was they a match trying to get... Asses. I wasn't looking at their asses. If you're trying to get people to order the show by watching that match, I don't think it would do a very good job. Not that the match was bad, it was just there. Yeah. It's not something I'm going to remember. So then Cody gets cut off giving his promo for the show. They were all like giving that promo. That that, was one of of many many things, and that was the least of the the issues. Uh, And then we got the U.S. National Anthem, which we fast-forwarded through. I I didn't even know who was singing. Uh, And then SCU and Stronghearts. Um, Okay. So this started, this is, I'm going to say, right off the bat, it's a very minor nitpick. I don't want anyone getting angry at me for this one. I really hated the original theme songs on the show. Mm-hmm. They all sounded v- so fucking generic. I don't know if they need to get, like, isn't, like, the, what the fuck's that guy's name? Jim Johnston? He's right? not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. hire him. Because WWE got rid did of him. Did they? Yeah, WWE got rid did, of him. But, did, no, I mean, did they hire him? No, no, I don't Probably think so. Not. Oh, okay. Well, they, so they should hire him or just anybody. Because, like, these themes, I mean, it really made me, like, uh... It made me appreciate New Japan's in-house theme song people yeah. a lot more because, like, they sound less generic than this for the most part. Um, but, yeah, so no nobody could clue in. But it, it really was uh, obviously with Stronghearts because they have a great, like, Chinese rap song as their theme song normally. And they, I guess they couldn't get the rights to it or something, so they lost their, they lost their Chinese rap song here, which I was annoyed by. But... Uh, JR. <laughs> JR. you more than it did me. JR did not apparently know this team is not actually from China. He kept saying this team from China. This team from China. Well, he's been doing a lot of stuff China. in China. He really though. hasn't been doing that much in oh, China lately. I mean, they, they are. Uh, OW is a Chinese promotion, but like. Um, and he called it OEW at one point. But like, it, he's been doing way more in Japan lately. And they even like split off the OW and Stronghearts thing a little more. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, JR actually was not nearly as bad as I was expecting. Apparently, just not having Josh Barnett there to, like, really get him going on his bullshit mm-hmm. was the key. Because he was actually a lot better than he was on any of the live New Japan shows. But I just thought mm-hmm. that was funny they kept saying the team from China. Uh, this took a long time to get going. I thought it was a decent little spot fest by the end. Again, it went, like, three and a quarter. Good little match. Good. If this was the real opener, this would have been a lot better than the... Like, remember, the SCU match was the opener... On the pre-show last uh, for All In, yeah, I think that worked a lot better as an opener than uh, that fucking Battle Royal. Uh, and then Britt Baker, Kylie Ray, and Nyla Rose. So that was a scheduled match. We had our WWE thing number two, mm. where we had that three-way scheduled, and then Brandy Rose comes out and says, "Nope, here's Awesome Kong." Which okay, that didn't upset me. I like Awesome Kong. I like Awesome Kong. But just have her come out and join the match. Okay. I'm saying we should not have... Have Randy Rowe become yeah, the yeah. Stephanie McMahon. No de facto authority figures. This is what I was worried about, yeah. too, with the elite people. No authority figures at all, and definitely not the elite folks as de facto authority mm-hmm. authority figures. It's not good. So I, don't, I do not want that. 
But the match itself was pretty good. Uh, some good action. I think Brandy just wanted to do something on the show other than, you know, get carried away by DDP, <laughs> which I don't blame her. Like, I'm just, I just think it's not... I just, I know. We need to get it away from authority figures. Okay. We need to get away from authority. Okay, so some good action. A little awkward and disjointed. Uh, Kong did almost nothing after the start for a while, but, you know, I get it. And then there was a really cool Tower of Doom spot where, like, Kong came in for the power bomb while the other two, like, gave Nyla Rose a double superplex. That was cool. I thought it picked up a lot after that spot. I didn't really it like did. it before that. Yeah. And then Kylie and Britt Baker had a really good exchange in the ring after the two bigger ladies got taken out. I think Nyla speared Kong into the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was the finish was a little botched, but it was still, you know, okay. So three and a quarter again. Good little match. Yeah. I enjoyed this. It was good, yeah. Then we got the best friends against... I don't know if it's in... So they said Angelico, and they also said Angelico. So I don't know which it is, but... Either way, um, best friends against Angelico and Jack Evans. This was fucking... Like, I am really, like, shocked that people thought this match was good. This match fucking sucked. I just couldn't get uh, uh, my eyes off Angelico's fucking outfit. <laughs> he looked like... Like, booger green color. <laughs> like, I thought it was stupid. Don't wear that again, um, please. But so, so Chuck... So, okay. So the match was nothing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck, Chuck E.T. had to wait, like, ten years on the top rope for Jack Evans at one point. There's no flow of the match at all. Guys doing moves. Random nothing. Moves. Yeah. There's no transitions. Nothing in between them. And then Angelico looked like he was barely trained at some points. He, at one point, he they took you know they whipped him in the corner and he took the corner like he was fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. He was like stumbling like oh, duh, duh. like I've seen Ke- fucking Kelly Kelly run into a corner better. So yeah, that that was really bad. Um, but I went like one star for some spots that were okay, but. This was really terrible, and Angelica looks like he's barely trained. Let's get him the fuck out of there. After the match, we had our next WWE light thing, which was the lights going out uh, after both teams hug. So both teams hugged, uh, even though Evans and Angelica were playing heel. Lights go out. Super Smash Bros. Oh, show up. Sure. Um, you bar- you didn't even recognize them. No, because I haven't seen them in like 10 years. I, re- I sort of recognize them because I saw them on a Ring of Honor show last the year. The last time I saw them was in Chikara in what, like 2011, 2010? Yeah. Like, he's, he's even, before we stopped watching Chikara, they left for a while. Yeah. And they did not, well, I, I, and even back then, play those usually wore masks, so I wouldn't even recognize them anyway. Yeah. I know pre- before that he didn't, and then he started wearing a mask, but... I, but I liked them when they were in Chikara, but I couldn't never imagine them becoming this dark, evil tag team. They were such a wacky, funny, happy guys. It's, but maybe it'll work. I'm, I'm not ready to... They've been like that for a while now. They have. Well, I haven't seen them. Um, but yeah, so I saw them against the Young Bucks, I think, in Toronto last year. So... Uh, the crowd did not know who they the were. The crowd had no clue. The crowd they chanted, who are you? So lights go out, they show up. Lights go out again, these and there's like random guys. 15 fucking dudes who in these masks. Who were they masks. supposed to be? Like, they were the minions, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, they should just wear the despicable minions. minions are yellow and talk shiver. Um, but yeah, so they all like grab the four of them and lay everybody out. This is like, this is a moment where most of anything on the show where are like, yeah, pure sports here. Wins yeah. and losses. Like, look, I get it. But, like, all that shit about how you're going to be... If the two of them just laid them out, it would have been fine. But with the minions and shit, yeah. that's where it went too far. That's if WWE. They, if, if the lights came out and they and the two of them laid all four of them out, that'd be fine. But with all these minions or whatever the freak, I'm like, what the hell is Like, that's shit? a WWE thing. That's like yeah. fucking Adam Rose in the party train. Yeah. It's like, we do not need... Or No a, Way Jose in the party train. Or whatever the fuck. Not, well, they're, they're the same thing. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. So, but I just mean, like, I, I do not need my wrestling acts to have... 
unidentified fucking guys you never do guys you never do they're so so stupid change they're kind of like uh, the boys are a tag team right now right yeah they're a tag team so I don't know I just I don't need it so that's not that's not my thing Mm -hmm. not not into that and I think it's very WWE Mm -hmm. Um, so this is where I like you know in my my notes I just wrote like pure sports Mm -hmm. because it's obviously what they were teasing but uh, okay so I know we've been playing negative but we're gonna be positive here because this next match is awesome in a way we will yeah what do you mean in a way? I, I love the next two matches. No, I, I did, but okay. they were things. Riho, and Ryu Mizunami against Aja Kong, Emi Sakura, and Yuka Sakazaki. First of all, I like Justin Roberts for trying really hard in the Japanese names. He actually, like, tries a lot harder than most other North American ring announcers. Then it was just awesome hearing uh, Yuka Sakazaki's theme song in the middle of Las Vegas. You know, the I, 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 I'm not going to do it. But it was great. And then... So early on, this match was all Riho, which is great because Riho is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And she was like just, you know, all of her flexible counters and bridging out of pins and all her amazing selling. So that was great. And then Ryu Mizunami came in and was fucking awesome running wild on everybody. Um, Aja Khan at one, at one point gave Riho the sickest backdrop I think of all time. Looked like she broke her neck. And then the timekeeper... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you talk about this? Because you were fired up about it. This was time. the best match on the show so far. By a mile. By, a, by, by like a, a by ten years. miles. And yeah, this, yeah. Uh, did, did someone like set them up to do this? <laughs> like because they were mad they're having such a. Yeah, first of all, what, you thought this match was canceled for a while, right? Did we ever find out why people? So it wasn't on that? the it wasn't on the rundown, and then Rover tweeted it that he heard so it. So why killed. did they think it was? I, I don't know. Rover tweeted it. There's got to be something to that. But anyway. I've seen this has happened before where a count was so close the timekeeper thought it was three and rang the bell. This one was not close. Yeah, was one, <laughs> two, kick out, ding, 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 <laughs> and I was the look on the the, the, the woman rap. I don't know her name. They were all the look gone. on her. She had a look on her face like, "What are you doing?" Like I mean, no one can see me. I'm like pantomiming, but she was like so fucking because pissed. she did not yell. That's three. She did not say ring the bell. She counted two, but the bell. Apparently, when they found that timekeeper, knowing how to count to three was not a requirement in the in in the ads, and they just they don't know the difference between two or three and just rang the bell. I don't I don't know how that happened. And they played their song and they're scream the crowd screaming, the ref is screaming, the wrestlers are screaming, the music's still fucking playing. And I'm like, you dumb fucks need to know the match isn't over. Stop playing the music. You just fucking ruined this match. How do you not know the difference between two and three? I don't. Yeah. Understand and that and I was so mad and then it just kept going on from there. But, but we'll, we'll get to more. I still want four stars. So Hikaru Shida got the pin. Uh, I wish she got to do more. That's my only real nitpick. She was like only in at the very end. But people will see how awesome she is later on. She's she's the one who's full time. So they just didn't think they needed to. You know, uh, what's the word? Like empty the holster with her. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, it was great. But then this is where all the production problems. Oh yeah, are. then JR lost track. Because then we go back to the announcers, who JR looks looking like a deer in the headlights, just basically says, "I don't know what we're doing next," and they just sit there in silence. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" They didn't tell the announcers like they don't they didn't give a match order or anything. And throughout the whole show, JR kept looking down. So I guess someone was below the camera. He never like oh, he almost never looked at the camera. Yeah. He was so I guess there was something below the camera telling him what to do next. Maybe that person was just like I don't know. And <laughs> there was a lot of shit these three didn't know, and they didn't know the on sale date they, for they, all. They got out. that wrong, which is pretty important. <laughs> um, and you know maybe they weren't told. And okay, 
but then if you're not told, it's your job to find out. Yeah. Like, like Kevin Kelly because Kevin told. Kelly, sh- this show made me pr- appreciate how great Kevin Kelly is because he we we know he isn't told shit because he's the mm. American uh, English commentator. Yeah. They don't tell him anything. He has to, so you know what he does? He doesn't just sit there like I don't know when the next <laughs> show will be. I don't know what the next co-. no. He finds out everything himself because he's a professional and that's what he does. So okay, if you were if you guys weren't told anything, I know that's not your fault, but go go find out. You can read. Go look. Like, because you're getting your dates wrong, you're getting what matches next wrong. JR's like, I don't know what's next. And I'm like, <laughs> then then, don't, then ask for a format before the show. Don't just say, oh, I'll just sit there and, and, you know, give it a whirl. Like, this is your first show. Don't just wing it. Like, yeah. like tell them, get me a format. Like, or something. I think, I, I've seen some I people know. say, I, I think I saw Joe Lanza say it's one of the people. I think the production gaffes were, like, overblown. I can't disagree with that more. I think this... A lot of points here. The production felt very amateur hour because none of the shit happened at all in. If I remember, I mean, yeah. I watched it live, but I never heard anything about production problems that you would see on TV. I think it actually did happen, if I remember oh, correctly. Okay. Well, I was but okay. I don't know. So maybe we just didn't notice because we, like you said, we were there. But yeah, the production here was very rinky-dink, and it so. continued with the next match. So yeah, but, okay. So this I is... thought it was bad that someone couldn't count to three. But it turns out there's a cameraman who doesn't know the difference between left and right, I guess. Or unless they didn't tell him, so he took a 50-50 shot and looked at the wrong So Okay, so let me describe this. So Cody comes out. We see the camera pans over to a shot Triple H's throne. They set and up I'm going to get to that I, I, next. I saw we'll that. Get to that. I saw that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is Hunter's throne there? Is he going to sit in it? Oh, I want to say some stuff about that. Okay. Calm down. So then the camera pans over. They had these two, like, TNA... Uh, tunnels, right? The entry yeah, tunnels. Which other companies do, and they never I like have the, this I problem. I like the entry tunnels. Yeah, and it's fine, because no yeah. one's ever had this fucking problem before. So they, the camera like pans, and we look at an empty tunnel for a long time. For a long time. We're staring at the empty tunnel. All of a sudden, we see Brandy Rhodes all the way in the background to the right yeah. walk into the shot, and we're like, wait we're a second. Filming we're filming tunnel. the wrong tunnel. And then the camera cuts to the correct tunnel. So either <laughs> they told him Go go left, and, and he, he went right, did, and he went right, or he didn't know and just didn't ask and took a fifty fifty <laughs> shot and got it wrong. But look, red, way, red or black, this you is know, stupid. Red or black, he got a fifty fifty. That was stupid, and it got even dumber when <laughs> so so Cody, Brandy, Brandy had hands Cody a sledgehammer okay. and he destroys and he he hit no 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 he hits the throne with it once lightly and, and it, 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 it no no it didn't it exploded like when a volcano goes off in a fourth grader science project <laughs> it just went boop and and okay now I remember I don't what this is something very WCW ish from the nineties. Very TNA ish when they were really basically Vince Russo ish. But look, 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 acknowledging the other company. look, look, look. I I disagree you a little on this. I this I think was hokey. I think having an exploding throne was pretty stupid. Really fucking stupid. But taking don't shots, acknowledge the other company. No, no, no. no. Taking shots at WWE is okay, especially when WWE at the moment is super uncool, super unpopular, losing rate viewers at a weekly rate. Like you're trying to be the cool alternative. If WWE was like fucking great right now, then you you would look rinky dink for doing it. But I don't think it looks bad. It just... Just okay. don't do it all the time. I just remember but. as a kid seeing commercials for stuff. There's going to be a little weird comparison. I'm going to do it. Like, I'd see commercials for McDonald's and Burger King. McDonald's is always the bigger company. Yeah. And in McDonald's commercials, they never acknowledge Burger King. But Burger King's commercials when I was a kid were constantly attacking McDonald's because they know they're the better one. Okay, okay. And Coke and Pepsi. Pepsi was always attacking Coke. I understand. Coke would never acknowledge Pepsi. Now, I I'm not... I know... 
WWE does take subtle hit, subtle hits at AEW. They've done a couple when they get pissed off, but they're very small. They're very subtle. They don't dedicate a whole show or a whole well, entrance to the sad. biggest star to destroy okay. an AEW I think, sign. I think you're going way too far. I thought this was so stupid. I don't was... even acknowledge no, their no, no, existence. No. I thought it was fine. Look, spending money WWE... on destroying Triple. No, 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 no. By the way, by the way, you know, okay, you want to you want to say this? Okay, Triple H, you know, isn't the problem with WWE right now? Okay, that's Fucking your, Hunter that's your opinion. He's he's the only thing that might save the company uh, when okay. a certain person. Well, you retires. love NXT, so that's your opinion. But I don't give buddy, a shit about NXT. Buddy, buddy, it's better than the main roster. That's not saying much. Um, what I was trying this to say. This was fucking stupid. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was fine. Take and also, the point of it was also. Hey guys, remember WWE? They're bigger than us. Don't forget about them. The point of it was because they never let these two guys do this kind uh, of match in WWE. That's why I think the point of the shot. Was and yeah, Hunter was it, the reason. Okay, well, whatever. So what is he supposed to do to destroy for Vince McMahon? A big I, truck of money? No, destroy... I don't know. A, a, a bag of grapefruits. I don't know. You're so offended on behalf of Hunter Hearst Helmley. He'll be okay. I just thought the whole thing was stupid. It was pretty dumb, but you I don't... acknowledge WWE. Don't do that. No, no, no. I think it's okay to acknowledge them when, when WWE fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the cool, edgy alternative. You can take some shots. WWE took shots at WCW. They fucking had the tank tribe over. But when when they were um, on below. And when WCW... they were top again, they barely talked about them. They, that stuff with took, the Huckster and the Macho Man, that was when they were dying. No, 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 no. Was But they did the tank stuff when they were, like, almost on equal footing. Yeah, but they still weren't there yet. Once they became bigger, they barely acknowledged their existence. They took shots of them after that. Mm. They didn't destroy, like, symbols from WWE. Okay. I think you're being too They make a couple jokes every once in a while. Like, I remember Mick Foley saying, I thought about going to WCW, but I'm not old enough yet, or stuff like that. Okay. Anyway. So, this match was awesome. Yeah, Cody versus good. Dustin. Uh, they had a great brawl. Brandy got thrown out for interfering too much yeah, by Earl Hebner. I love Hebner. that spot when the ref throws yeah. the guy out. After, I like when she spears people because she's got like that bionic shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like the whole shoulder's like replaced apparently. So that's why she's able to do it. But yeah, she speared Dusty on the floor. JR did call they were great lines. Like, what kind of family is this? Mm-hmm. When uh, she speared her own brother-in-law. So that was a great JR line. Yeah. And then DDP carried her out. And then Dustin, Dustin starts... So Dustin goes into the fucking exposed turnbuckle, and he fucking bleeds a gusher. Yeah, he bled a lot. It became, I was like, what is with this fucking half-red face paint? It was apparently so the blood could cover his entire, entire face, face. Yeah, and make the entire thing red, which was awesome. Um, you could tell, like, parts of the crowd were very uncomfortable with that level of blood, because it's been a long time since we've had a major American match yeah, with, with this much, much blood. blood. Yeah. So yeah, Dustin really fucking bled himself a gusher here, which just added this match. I thought this was incredible, honestly. I thought... I mean, Dustin Rhodes has always been really, really good. Whether it's Goldust or Dustin. I mean, any of the bad runs he's had, you know... The only bad run was in TNA. Was Black Rain. I was probably. thinking of that, too. Um, where, like, he's just so, I like... Maybe in WCW when he was just... No, that, he had some good stuff oh, there. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know which one you're talking about, but either way... When he, he was some... just the son of Dustin Rhodes. That's, he was really good oh, in the early, in the early days. Okay. I mean, I thought... If you're talking about, like, the 99-2000, he still had some good stuff mm. when he was actually on TV. Um, but yeah, you can tell the crowd's like kind of uncomfortable by all the blood. Dustin like just fucking somehow does a sunset flip power bomb at like fifty four while bleeding half to death. That was one of the most incredible moments. Just an incredible match. I love this. I went four and a half stars on it. My favorite American wrestling match of the year, unless you want to count Naito Ibushi, which technically took place in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought this was better than anything on WrestleMania. Better than Brian Kofi. 
better than anything they did all year. I don't think it was good as anything on Takeover. Uh, well, who, who gives a fuck? Like any other. Um, but yeah, so this was incredible. Um, it's pretty good, but I only thought it was slightly better than like Triple H Batista, which was, was like, way it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. It was still it was good, a really good psychology. Triple H Batista was three and a half. It was one of the best matches on this show, definitely. Yeah, it was the best match on this show. Mm. What was better? The women's match was would have been better if it, I think it wasn't for the fuck up with the with the three count. In the, yeah, the Jericho. And section. the main event was pretty good. The main event was not that good. All right, All right so Bret Hart comes out to John present. John doesn't like hot take. John doesn't like Kenny Omega match. John, Bret Hart comes out. I that came out of left we'll, field for we'll me. We'll talk about it uh-huh. at the end. And first of all, I'm not in the minority on this one. Okay. So Bret Hart came out to present the AEW title, which is a cool little, uh, you know cool little moment it didn't the, look ugly as sin so I'll, I'll take it it looked like it's, apparently it's based off a mid-south title someone told me i saw it and i was like that's the iwgb title maybe because of the coloring and it did like, look like someone like blew their nose on a belt and said here's your 24 7 championship <laughs> just write 24 7 because our fans are dipshits and they don't know what the belt means unless we have it written on there because our fans are so goddamn stupid i just want to get that in there that is the ugliest fucking belt in the history of mankind it is really title. ugly they should have made like an apparently USA, uh, USA demanded it or whatever. It was their right? It was like their idea, and like only the the, they the should least have dumb it the idea. Fucking USA Network. No, no, no. Title. So they should have had like because it has no side plates, right? Mm. So it should have been like characters welcome on one side oh, plate. Oh God, they haven't or, like, used that so thing in a while. Though, <laughs> I think it was like failed slogans. And what was the other slogan that USA used to have? Another one: characters welcome and <laughs> and. We, I don't remember. We used to do something else. But. Just put characters welcome. And maybe, and maybe put characters from like USA TV shows. For like Psych. Psych, <laughs> Monk. Uh, what else shows I got that was on that channel? You know, they, even though it's not originally on there, but they show so many reruns, probably like Law and Order. Maybe you put like, like Pacific, that. what was it, Pacific, Pacific Blue? Blue yeah. with the bikes and, yeah. uh, and Le- 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 and Silk Stockings or whatever the fuck that show was called. Yeah. Silk There's a lot of side belts, side plays. 4,400. All right, enough so. USA Network shows. So he brings out the belt, which is cool. He brings out Paige, who won the battle, the terrible battle royal. But then MJF interrupts. And yep. God, what I did not need with at this point of the show. We were watching two hours behind, so it was like midnight at this point for us. And like. I did not even endless fucking MJF. I know a lot of people that really like him. And I don't understand because it. of his talking, but he's sometimes he gets like go away to me. Like yeah. I want to turn the TV off. I fucking I can't you, stand you, you, him. Don't, you don't make me want to pay to boo you. You make me want to pay to like not see you because uh, I don't know. So an endless fucking MJF promo when I just want to watch the last two matches. Jungle Boy comes out and does nothing. Like what was the point of that? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Havoc comes after that, and the two of them do chase off MJF. Uh, and then Brett shows us the belt. Uh, the camera didn't really see it at first, which is kind of stupid. There you go. Uh, then the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers. I, I really don't want to bother with this one because, like, this one especially, I feel like I'm just, like, pissing in people's cornflakes. If you love this match, you know, if you thought this was, like, the greatest thing you've ever seen, I, I totally understand. If you're into this stuff, that's totally cool, man. I don't really want to say anything. It's fine. I mean, look, look I'm sure it was amazing if you love this stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like... Young Bucks need to know there's a certain time when the match needs to end. Yeah, well, they just do... Just take it home. Like, that's a big problem. I mean, right? They, they take it on... There's so many times in Young Bucks matches where I think that has to be the finish, and then there's a kick out. So and they, they've reached their peak, and now the crowd is like, oh, 
Yeah, the and crowd. They, start to die. they don't. They don't go silent, but they're not nearly as loud as they were. I mean, we didn't. And mention, the match goes on for like ten more minutes. Yeah, we didn't mention that this yet. The crowd was amazing all night. Really, really loud crowd. Yeah, that was one of the were. bigger differences between WWE and, and this show. They're not trying to but, hijack the show. They're not trying they're not to hijack. The wave. They're not throwing beach balls. They're interested in the. It was show. amazing crowd, but the crowd here they did finally lose some steam in these last two matches, and this one especially. Like they were super, super into it. Peak, 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 peak. They hit the peak. They just kicked out yeah, of something, went on like and then minutes. down, like they like downhill after that. Like there was a moment where the crowd was really, really into it, and then they just they lost it, and the crowd was like a lot less. Into so it when the match thing. ends, to that that point, you're not like, oh man, that was great. You're like, oh, it's finally over. Yeah. Like you you can't. Go now, on. Some people love this shit anyway, so whatever. I slapped the big three stars on it and I moved on with my life. So the Bucks won the Monster Driver. Jericho and Omega. Um, okay. There there I'm, is one problem I have with this match, but. Okay, let me the go. Finish. Let me go. Th- yes, the finish was really terrible. So we start out with a Jericho character montage. We see first Lionheart Jericho. Then we saw the list, which is weird. Like, why did you see the list before the glowing jacket? Yeah, the glowing jacket came well, thought, first. Yeah, I was like, we're going out of order here. Yeah, they never showed like serious Chris, the the best run of his career when he yeah. wore the suit and he was like a cold blooded killer. Yeah, and he was like like sociopath Chris Jericho. I don't know how they would have displayed that. I guess yeah. a guy in a suit. And there's got to be one gimmick we're missing, right? Well, they, they didn't really show, like, 99Y2J. Yeah, they didn't show Y2J. Yeah. They didn't show, I thought they, they could have easily done a countdown or something. But I was yeah. like, okay, if you're going to go with it, go with it all the way, I think. But, but sure. Uh, I liked Kenny's new theme. It was kind of cool. Yeah. wasn't well, as good as New Japan one. No, not nearly. It, it was probably the best of the new themes on the show. Mm. Um, he did some cosplay. He had a cosplay as a sword on line jacket, mm. which that is the most Kenny Omega. Animes, but sure. That is the most Kenny Omega thing of all time. A sword art online jacket. Um, so I, here's my thing. I thought this was, you know, both kind of boring throughout, but I liked it. I was actually liking it better than the Tokyo Dome match they had for a while because I I thought that match was super overrated. Um, I love that match. You know, they Omega got Hardway nose blood, which helped. You know, mm-hmm. felt like a brawl. Um, you know, we got some high spots involving Jericho pulling out a table, which is like a callback to the dome. Um, and then Omega ended up taking the back by a drop from inside the ring through the table. He took like a Naito, the same exact bump I think Naito took for the triangle drop kick on the apron. Where he just like dropped right on his neck. Um, and they, I thought the fight over the superflex spots went a little bit too long. But And parts of it early on were very boring, especially like the, the chopping, like when they were just chopping each other very boringly. But late in the match, I mean, if, you, if it had ended, but it fucking fell apart down the stretch. First of all, Kenny jumps right into a code breaker. He does like my, one of my least favorite wrestling tropes where he's on the top rope, Jericho is waiting, and Kenny jumps into the code breaker, but he does so in such a way that there's nothing, like there's no move he could have been going for. Yeah. He did not go for crossbody. He did not really go for like a, a flying axe handle or drop kick. All he did was jump into the code breaker. I'm like, what were you even attempting? That may be a little more nitpick. But then <laughs> they had the one of the worst botches I've seen all year. Where Kenny got Jericho up in the front wing angel position, and it was supposed to go into a DDT, and they just kind of both fell down. Yeah. Like, really, really terrible bot- botch. At this again. point, the crowd's completely dead. And then, yes, they, they repeated right the fucking spot. That is my one of my yeah, I hate biggest that. Just pet move peeves. on. Just fucking move on with your lives. Yeah. Why would you do the exact same? Yeah. Like Kenny's like, okay, well now we got to put you back up into the one angel so you can do the same exact DET counter. If this is real, why the fuck would they do that? Yeah. I mean, just it, it's like, well, we're no, just gonna repeat yeah. the time that That's just stupid. happened. 
fucking terrible. Um, so yeah, that completely collapsed it. And then the end... I mean, look, Jericho was teasing a new move, so fine. But the finish was him hitting, doing a little pose, kind of thrusting himself forward and hitting a back elbow. And got and, I was, and then ref goes, one, two, three. <laughs> it's like, that's your finish? It was a fucking back elbow. Okay, is he using that just in AEW? No, I'll probably use it in New Japan, okay, too. Okay, because that's a problem, because... New Japan does a thing where we don't usually kick out finishers. What we do is trade going for finishers and get yeah. out of it. So no one is kicking out of any finishers. It happens. Yeah. But usually it's no one. people keep going for them and they yeah. keep countering. It's How are you going to do that with an elbow? I guess Okada it. can duck it. Yeah. It's going to be hard. I mean, maybe they'll find a way. But I just think that's a dumb finish because it comes out of nowhere. It, it just... And like, it I, I always impressive. hated when, when, when Big Show did his stupid punch and... I prefer the choke slam and yeah, yeah. why is an elbow a finisher? Yeah. It's just a back elbow. We do yeah. back elbows in like every single match. The same thing as Big Show at the punch. This why one's is special it, though? Why is it punch? Like why is this? It's punching a finisher I, when it's supposed to be illegal. Anyway, yeah, look, but. I know, I know that it's wrestling. And you have to suspend your disbelief. Okay, yeah. I understand, but it just looks fucking stupid. It's, so I used to think the same thing about the people's elbow. Why is that different than <laughs> any other elbow other than it's giving you more time to rest? <laughs> and he pinned people with it all the time. Yeah, and. And I remember the one the one time Undertaker sat up and then he kicked them and elbowed him again. I, I'm guessing Undertaker was backstage like, this is fucking stupid. I'm going to sit up and you're going to kick me down. Why would I just keep <laughs> laying there for like 20 minutes and then and let you hit hit me? But anyway, um, yeah, I don't understand why this is different than any other elbow. But but sure, like, they're, uh, they're moves similar that I think work better. Like, I, I love Eddie Kingston's back fist, but yeah. she doesn't use it anymore. Well, the right? back fist, at least, you're Future, like... they're set you, up, and, you know, and he swings yeah. around, and it's just... This is just a back elbow. Like, he did a little pose. It takes, like, two seconds, and, and I don't know. I, I don't and know. it just comes like, after all that shit, elbow, win. And I'm like, uh, okay. I like, thought it if, sucks. And he's teasing a big move, and it's something literally anyone can do. Yeah. I thought like, the finish... I can do that. Like, I thought the finish sucks. I was really not a fan of it all. So... That, to me, dragged it down to three and a quarter. Sure. So it was an okay match. It wasn't terrible. I, I liked a lot of it. I mean, yeah. up until it just really fucking fell apart down the stretch. And then and we had an angle down the show. Yeah. And then Dean Ambrose debuted as John, John, John Moxley. Moxley. Yes. Uh, he sure. destroyed Kenny. Gave him a double R... Giving him a double R DET and the big poker ship. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Dean Ambrose, actually. But I, I was surprised, too. I was you like, kept yelling at me when I called him <laughs> Dean Ambrose last night. But Big I, WWE fanboy here, I guess. Yeah, and the main event of the next show is Hangman Page and Jericho. That's All Out. Yeah. All Out, all out is that they're going to call it? Yeah, they're calling it All Out. Because they own the rights to All sure. Out. Sure. Okay. So, it looks like the next pay-per-view is All Out, which is the end of August, uh, Labor Day weekend again. In the meantime, there's going to be two shows... Uh, fight fast, fighter fast. It'd be like ten bucks or something, but we'll see. But I assume all out is gonna be fifty bucks again. So, mm. are you gonna order that? Well, here's the thing. Um, it's a lot of money. One problem I have with the show is I, I don't mind if it's every once in a while paying the money. It's just it was on a Saturday night, and usually Saturdays I'm busy. I don't get home till late. I'm, I'm out. I'm doing something. It's Saturday. Yeah. Sunday I'm home most of the day because I have work tomorrow, so I'm home to watch the show. But Saturday night, I have to, like, you know... By the time, while we were watching the show, games. it was, like, midnight. Very important to play card games. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, midnight, and I was, like, exhausted. And I kept falling asleep during the show. Usually, with takeovers, I just watch it the next day, usually. I watch a little bit, and if I start to fall asleep, I just pause it and finish it the next morning. But I don't... I, I wish they wouldn't do Saturday nights. I know that was a... It's a WWE thing for Sunday nights, and that's probably why they're not doing it, but... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really care, honestly. So, um, as far as AEW goes, overall, I think I was a little more negative than I, than I meant to sound, maybe. There was a lot of stuff this show I liked. Cody Dustin, thought it was awesome. Joshi Six Fan, thought it was awesome. Um, there was a bunch of other solid matches. The thing that I really didn't like about it was the overall, like, WWE light feel. Like, I feel like all the talk about how we're going to be serious wins and losses and it's going to be different. It just, it felt like a slightly better WWE, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not even slightly. Maybe quite a bit better. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not even saying that th- that necessarily means it's going to be a failure or anything. I'm sure that's going to satisfy a lot of people. It's just not ne- not necessarily what I want. So, I mean, I would have liked to see them go in a more serious direction and maybe more of like a... I don't know. I had it in my head that they are going to be like more of a faux New Japan or something. You know, like a New Japan comes yeah. to the U.S. kind of thing because of where these people just were. But it's clear, like, Cody wants to be Mid-South. The Bucks want to be like fucking PWG with all the wackiness. And who the fuck knows what Kenny wants? I mean, who can I get who can get in that, that guy's head? So they are going to be what they're going to be, apparently. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, was, it wasn't the worst show. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just think... A lot of the people saying it's like the best show ever, that or the best show of the year so far by far, and all that stuff. I don't really get that because there was enough on the show that I thought was outright bad, especially if you put the pre-show in. Mm-hmm. If you don't involve the pre-show, then I guess there's just the one match that was really bad, uh, the the best friends tag. But but it's just like the production gaps were annoying, and like the WWE light feel was annoying. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. in the main event if they had like a really blow away main event I would have been like yeah this is a fucking great show you know they really fucking turned around the terrible pre-show but the main event falling kind of flat didn't really help things either so there you go uh what you what are your final thoughts anything else mm, pretty much I agree with what you said yeah, yeah. now you're gonna watch be them. less than WWE are you gonna watch them in fall no no you're gonna watch like these two shows that may, may or may not cost money I don't know maybe I haven't decided yet Okay. So, that juniors. Um, so we had four shows this week, and they were all, like, ten match shows. So I'm not going to go match by match by match. No. I'm just going to point out some of the bigger stuff that I thought was interesting. Rocky and Fantasma. Okay, we're gonna go, still going to go date by date. Fucking awesome. We're still going to go date by date. That's the only thing that matters. Day seven, uh, Bandito and Red Narita had an amazing, like, fucking sprint, ta- sprint match. Yeah. That, I went four stars on that. Narita's that was really fucking good. awesome. Yeah. yeah, Red Narita is awesome. Uh, he did like an apron belly to belly, uh, and then Vegeta like caught Narita off a dive, like power bombed on the apron. This is like my favorite sprint in the tournament. It was awesome. Mm. Um, you know, the main matches are in three and three quarters and Eagles to Gucci. Uh, I thought Robbie Eagles had another great match here. Shingo and Marty Scroll. I was very tough on Marty early on. I thought he had a really bad first week, but he really like pulled out of the fire this week and had a had a bunch of really good matches here. Uh, I went three and three quarters on this one, too. I thought Marty, once he actually started embracing the villain stuff again, mm. he was a lot better. So, you know, this is the match where, like, Shingo is just beating the shit out of him. And then, you know, Brody starts tripping Shingo up on the outside. And Marty finally leans into being the villain and, like, cheating and all that. But he still couldn't win anyway because Shingo just laid out Brody. Uh, and Shingo's quest to be undefeated is just fucking awesome. Yeah, Shingo's one of the highlights of this tournament. Uh, so that was the best Marty match I can remember in a while. I brought it down here. So three and three quarters on that. And the main event, Osprey and El Phantasmo. Um, I went four stars on it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this is where Phantasmo turned a little bit of a corner with me. Not where I think he's great or anything. I still think he has some really big 
obvious flaws. The biggest one being like he's so boring mm. when he's in control. Like his control yeah. periods are really really boring. Um, but like as far as his selling and like able to have hot stretch runs, he was a lot better here. Um, but yeah, they they had a big drop into the stands. Uh, you know, ELP did the moonsault off the fan entryway. Yeah, it got, match was really good, I it, thought. It got boring for a long time after that, but then... Yeah, it was like, the best match of the tournament so far, up to this point. Yeah, by far, actually. Yeah. But then around, like, the 20-minute mark, they started doing very physical striking. Uh, they had that double under... That, that double unhook pile driver. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really good by the end. Really good main event. Uh, the other thing, too, about these Corkins, the crowd was, like, insane on all three shows mm. and like that's you know obviously we just talked about how great the crowd was at AEW I mean those crowds just having a crowd that's actively engaged in the show and just oh. so into everything it just makes the wrestling show so much better mm. so I thought that was awesome um, obviously it was great to have especially the first week of the best of Super Junior the crowd really wasn't that into anything you know, the crowds in Yamagata and all these other tiny Japanese cities. Yeah. You know, they really weren't that into anything. Whereas here, you know, just being in Corican and just hearing the crowd go crazy for everything, it was just awesome. Uh, so night two at Corican, day eight overall. Uh, not a ton standing out early, so let's go to... Oh, okay, Osprey and Bandito. This is awesome. Uh, I went four and a quarter on this. Just a crazy flippy spot fest. Uh, and, and this is Osprey's best week of the tournament for me. I thought his first week again was a little overrated. But I thought he was awesome here. Um, you know, just w- the only, like, things I would take it down a notch a little bit to four and a quarter was the... It felt like the end, like, petered out kind of weirdly. And where he, like, caught Bandito diving into the Stormbreaker. I thought that was a little too convoluted. But still four and a quarter. Then Shingo and Dragon Lay. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, this was great. This is four and a half. I mean, Dragon Lay, like, goes nuts on Shingo in the corner early on. Uh, they got very physical. Like, Dragon Lee, he's a guy that, like, you know, some of the Lucha guys aren't, like, super physical when they come to Japan. Dragon Lee is like, I will Very fucking, yeah. I will hit you as hard as you hit me, motherfucker. Um, and there was, like, this crazy lariat by Dragon Lee, followed by, like, he did this gigantic dive to the floor, which he somehow mostly got off despite tripping on the bottom rope. Mm-hmm. And he still had enough momentum to, like, go all the way into Shingo and make it look great. That was pretty amazing. Dragon Lee's so over with the crowds in Japan, too. Yeah, they love him. They love him. Yeah. Him and showing you, I think. Um, and then there was, like, this, these crazy flash pin reversals, and then, you know, big running knee strike. And then there was, like, this insane facing stretch where he just... Where Shingo just absorbed... That's what he's been doing all tournament, which is great. He just absorbs, like, a million big moves. Like, you, you hit him with move after move after move, and just like, I'm Shingo Takagi. And he just pops up mm-hmm. and hits the last of the dragon for the pin. I mean, he's playing the monster in these junior matches, like, perfect. It's like, he doesn't undersell it. Like, he sells like he's getting hit by these moves. But then he just pops up and he's like, well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel like he's not selling. But it just feels like he's unbeatable. Which, you know, he is what you, like. he should feel like he's unbeatable. Um, and then the last Karkin Hall show. Let's see here. The Night Nine, the third one at Karkin... Uh, this is where the crowd actually started to peter out a little bit, especially towards the end of the show. But they still got into, you know, most of the stuff they had to get into. Uh, Red Narita again. He had an awesome match with Will Ospreay, three and three quarters. Um, there was this awesome, like, backslide counter off the Stormbreaker, where it, th- where it looked like he actually could pin Will Ospreay. That was awesome. And then he had, like, a big comeback. And remember when he blocked Will into the Cloverleaf? Yeah. And Corkin was going crazy. No, this match was great, yeah. Yeah. And the, and, crowd, and the crowd was losing it, yeah. 
Uh, Doki and Robbie Eagles, I like three and a half. So, and this is where Doki came out looking like he was sub zero. He debuted that black and blue outfit. Doki, he got a lot more hate in week one than week two, I feel like. I think even some of the people who were, like, down on him were turning the corner on him in week mm. two. You're making a face, so. Right. I'm just telling you on Twitter and, like, people I've read, people have said a lot less mean things about Doki this I week. I prefer Desperado. Okay. Oh, obviously. Yeah. But he's still, Doki's a more than adequate replacement. I mean, he looked, he looked like, good this week. Mm-hmm. Especially, he got more and more comfortable. Um, but yeah, and the main uh, oh Dra- Dragon Dragon Lee and Teton. I thought four the stars. intro was great too. Yeah, I love putting them the, when they put the mask on red shoes. Oh yeah, that was great. And he tried and he wore it for a while, and then I was like, he's not gonna wear it. And he's like, I just can't breathe in it, so <laughs> I'm gonna take it off. Sorry guys. But yeah, he like he it started out like super flippy, but then again gets like really physical. Physical. Like they yeah. started really hitting each other very hard. They just beating the shit out of each other. It like it did suddenly like stop and slow down for a while, but they, they just couldn't keep up that pace, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it picked up again with like a fight in the corner. Um, and yeah, but even though it was a little slow in spots, I still really liked it. So yeah. four stars. And then, and then the main event. Phantasm and Rocky. Why Fucking awesome. You can talk about it because I think you liked it even more than I, I just did. loved it. It's the longest match in the tournaments. Well, actually, today's match with uh, Eagles and Osprey was really long, too. So mm-hmm. it's one of those two. But there were times I thought I might go to a draw. The crowd fucking loved Rocky Romero. They, they painted such a great underdog story going into this. Um, where Phantasmo uh, had not gotten a loss yet. Rocky yeah, only had one win over a young boy. Yeah, he beat Naruto. He beat Naruto, and they're going in, and and I was like, are they really going to go like twenty minutes? Uh, Rocky hasn't had a match that long in a long time, like a singles match, yeah. and and it was great. And you know, he he was he was just awesome. I love Rocky Romero. And then I kept thinking, if this was WWE, Fantasma probably would have won, and they would have told the crowd, "Hey, fuck you, go home sad now." <laughs> but instead, Rocky won, and the crowd was. Happy. I know it's strange. And you know what happens when you let send a crowd vote happy? They want to come back. Yeah. WWE hasn't learned that yet, but, you know, that's what you usually do to get the crowd to come back, make them happy. But when Rocky won, the crowd exploded. I jumped up out of my chair. I was running around. I was so happy because they made me think so many times Rocky might lose, you know, and freaking showing Yo. I kept thinking it'd be great if Sean Yo ran out, even though all he did was just get two more points. And then he did, and they were still, like, he won, like, the world or something. I thought it was great. Rocky was so happy. He was like practically crying and his first main event, singles main event at Kirkin and he wins and he was, this was like one of the, this was so awesome. And I, I just, I just thought that was such a great story and they delivered it. They made you, a match that you probably shouldn't care about in the best of Super Juniors, they made you care about. Yeah. By telling a great story. Um, so I, I totally agree. I, I went four stars. Uh-huh. I thought it was awesome. Um, the the only stuff the early on was like really really boring and this is what I was talking about the LP his control periods are not good at all they're just so fucking boring uh, there's like just lots of chopping and standing around doing nothing but then everything after Rocky hit his big dive and ELP begged off everything after that was really good mm-hmm. um, we hit the 25 minute mark and then we get the ref bump uh, you get the visual submission off the cross arm breaker which I thought was good because is that, uh, that's what I thought oh, no, yeah it made you think win. he's not actually going to win and then we get the low blow for the two count, which and again... Rock, and Rocky won with the submission. Yeah. He didn't win with a low blow or a roll up. He got a win. You know, so Rocky kicks out of the top rope splash, which the ELP got a pin with earlier in the tournament, I think. And the ref gets bumped again. 
Uh, and then Rocky did the he did the pretend belt shot, which is funny. He did the uh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero thing. And then and then when he's arguing, he rolled him up when he's arguing with Uno about it, which was good. But then he finally gets the cross arm breaker. Those last few minutes were just so incredible that yeah. I that elevated up to four stars for On me. On the edge of my seat. So yeah. I thought it was really I did think it was really good too. Ultimately, but you know, Fantasmo he's a li- he's been a little bit better than I thought, but he's mm-hmm. you know. He's still got some things he needs to work on for me. Okay. Night 10. The final... The night we watched today... It's and not the final night, buddy. What? It's not the final well, night. Well, the final night of the four... Of the of the full block shows. Okay. Because that's what we go back to split blocks yeah. A and B. Yeah. For the last four nights before the final. It will be... So, BOSJ, BOSJ Night 10. Uh, this crowd in Chiba in Makahari Messe, where, interestingly enough, I once saw the, the, the people who do the opener of this podcast uh-huh. the, the band I don't know why I Sakano can't Sakana Action Sak- Sakana Action yes whatever I saw them do the I saw them play that song actually the opener to this the opener to this uh, did they start podcast. the song by saying one guy, one day some guy will use this on a <laughs> podcast for wrestling I was, was they didn't I say that? no I wasn't doing it yet no, it's like didn't. an hour you weren't in or, first time you went to Japan you hadn't started the podcast yeah the first time but yeah, so I saw them play that in this building in, in the Makari Messe. It was also the place where they first revealed the Nintendo 64 That's and the right. Virtual Boy. Oh, wow. I'm sure the <laughs> city's got that on their sign. Birthplace <laughs> of the Virtual Boy. Come visit us. <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> Night 10 Shiba. The only thing on this show I thought was like, I mean, the, the early matches, a lot of three star specials. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasmo Neal was bad. And where ELP, I guess the juice ran out for him mm. on the run he was on. I thought this was two stars. Two stars. I mean, I, I thought guess it was pretty bad. Eagles and Osprey was probably the best match. Uh, it was yet another really boring early Phantasmal control period where he chopped and not much happened. Um, I thought the re- it was a really dumb finish where ELP is like arguing with the ref with the belt. Mm. He won't let go of the belt. I'm like, buddy, you can't hit the guy with it now. You'll be DQ'd. So just let go of the belt. And then he drops it. And, and, like, you know, sells like he can't fucking move. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Yo rolls him up from behind, but not in a way that, like, he was right behind him, you know? Mm. So he just kind of, like, does the O'Connor roll in a really weird way. Didn't work for me at all. Um, but, yeah, that, that was not good. So two stars. But then Osprey Eagles. This was fucking awesome. It started out slow, like you've been saying. Yeah. But it, it picked up. No, it started out hot. Okay. He did all that crazy like, dives and shit. Mm-hmm. It got a little bit slow for a little bit when he was working on a leg. There was definitely some slow stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, look. For, I went four and a quarter. I thought this was awesome. Um, so so Osprey, the only, my only little tiny complaints would be like Osprey kicked a little bit too much with a bum leg for my taste. But he sold it really well otherwise. Um, you know, Eagles used a sure night on the apron, which was a super sick spot. And then he did like a four. He did basically like a fucking four fifty into the Dragon Rana, you know, like from That's the springboard cool. position. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, and then Fantasmo came out, which you know you noticed at one point. The commentators paid attention to it. Um, and then Osprey tried to do that spot where he lands on his feet off the Rana, and he like his leg collapsed out. That was really cool. And then Eagles immediately comes flying out of nowhere with the springboard drop kick on the leg, which was a great moment. Um, and then like he gives the bad leg. He basically grabs the bad leg off of an attemptable super kick and turns it into the turbo backpack. That was another great spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then here, Fantasmo tried to interfere. He tried to get up on the apron and Will was on the top rope. Will kind of managed to knock him away. Then the ref got bumped and Fantasmo hit Osprey in the leg with a chair. And this is where Robbie Eagles did some great acting. Where he looked legitimately conflicted and like legitimately upset by having Fantasmo interfere in his match. And the announcers, the English announcers did a great job too. 
because they pointed out, you know, yeah, Phantasmo can say he's doing it for his brother and all that, but really this this makes a three-way tie at the top of the block. And he knows he has a tiebreaker on Will and on Eagles because he beat them both. Hmm. So it really is to Phantasmo's benefit. But anyway, so the ref gets bumped, hits him with the chair. Eagles looks, like, upset about it, but he still hits the 450 on the leg and locks in the Ron Miller special, the inverted figure four, for submission. Uh, this was fucking awesome. Four and a half, four and a quarter, I said. I was, like, I was thinking four and a half, but I went with four and a quarter. Um, and then the Eagles did a great job, like, just looking really conflicted and upset afterwards. They're really teasing that Bayface turn with him. Yeah. I think it'll be really cool if they go through with it. So, yeah. that's where we are here. Now, when I give the standings, what I want you to do, give me your letter grade on everybody so far. Uh, so, okay. Okay. So, let's start at the bottom of block A. Takaminchinoku, 0 and 7. Uh, I don't know. D-. You really hate him that much? I don't know. It's, it's pointless. I'm going to say C-. minus. I think I was expecting a little bit better. I, I really do like his technical wrestling stuff when he goes in there, but he really didn't do much. No. Uh, Kenamaru, 2 and 5. Uh, C minus. Okay, he gets a B. Okay. I mean, he's had some really good stuff, like with Shingo. He's had some really good stuff people. and some real shit. So. Okay, I don't think that should be C minus. His match with Shingo was really good. Though. And some other good stuff, too. Shingo with that. Teton. Two uh, and five. Uh, he's been... He's young. He's been messing some stuff up, but I, I B minus. I was going to say B minus. I think he's been pretty good. Especially the last few matches, I think he's been a lot better. He's had some really good ones lately. Tiger Mask. Uh, Two and five. I go with... Uh, forget which one. There was one match he had that was really boring to me. I don't remember which one, but other than that, he's been pretty solid, so I'll go B. I'd say B-. minus. Okay. Yeah. I think he's been pretty good, but not, not quite as good as the last couple of years, but pretty good. So, uh, Marty Scroll, who's 4-3. I don't know. D- minus again? I oh, we forgot about Sh- I forgot about Show. Show, 3-4. and four. Uh, A. I would say... I would His say last couple D- matches have been a little disappointing, yeah, but B+. He, had, he had the best match of the tournament so far with Shingo. I'd say B. Oh, I'll give him an A. B, 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 B plus. I think he's been good. I think he's been really good, but sure. not quite A level. Marty Scroll, 4 and 3. D minus, probably. D, okay, I think you're way too hard on Marty. Because I thought his first week was really bad, and I, I, I usually not like Marty Scroll. I'm going C plus. Okay. His first week was really bad, especially the worst match of form against Ishimori, but the last week he's been pretty good. He's been like a three and a, three and a half star machine, three and three, even one three and three quarters, so. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, four and three. Um, I go B plus. I, I, that was a B plus for me too. I think he's been good. I don't think he's had the time the time to have like a really epic match, but I think he's been really good when he's in there. Dragon Lee, five and two. Um, A minus. I I agree with A minus. I think he's been really good. Maybe a couple matches that could have been better, like the Ishimori one, but I think he's been really good. Ishimori, five and two. Um, I'm giving it some of incomplete. Ma- because I think he got injured in that Marty Scroll match. I if I had to give him a grade, I would say like D plus. Really? I think he's been pretty bad. I think B plus, but only because he, I think he's been okay. But I know he could do so much better. Yeah, I mean, I think he had the worst match of the tournament, Marty Scroll. And Why did you hit that match? That match was really terrible. It was really bad, but I I don't think it was his match. Was uh, his fault, but. but I don't know. And like, look, I think he's. I think he's been hurt since then. He just like, hasn't been very good. That's why I was going to say incomplete at first. Mm-hmm. Shingo 7 and 0, A+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, he's been awesome in every plus. single match. And, like, the quest of him to go into Fee is the best thing by far. All right, B block. Narita 0 and 7. Narita gets an A+. Plus. Maybe he gets an A. Not I, he a gets plus. an A+. Plus. How could he do any better? Yeah. Everything he's in has been fucking great. And he's a young fucking lion. Okay. Like, this red Narita is awesome. Doki 1 and 6. 
Uh, Doki gets a B. D plus for me. Okay, Doki's been great, and I think for yeah, what he could be, what maybe, he is, maybe C minus. I don't know. Doki, Doki's been good. He just reminds me, you know, Desperado's better than you, buddy. Well, what, it's not his fault. Yeah, but it is. Okay, so Doki gets a B. Sure. Rocky Romero three and four. Rocky a. gets an A. Yeah, he's been really good. Uh, especially that you know after that Fantasma match, Bandito three and four. Bandito gets a B minus. I think his again his first week was not very good. Mm. His second week though he's really turned it around. And had some really good matches. I'd say B minus too. Yeah. Uh, Yo four and three. I give him an A. I think Yo's been great. A minus. I think he's there's a couple matches where I would like to see a little bit better. Maybe even B plus. But I think he's been good. Bushi four and three. Uh, I give him an A as well. Okay, B I fo- thought the story he got where after he went 0-3 he just fucking lost it and, and Doki was his unfortunate victim and fucking destroyed him and like was just like being really aggressive he's like I'm tired of fucking going 0-3 in these tournaments god damn it starting out I think and cutting the promos backstage basically saying the same thing every year I go fucking 0-3 to start <laughs> fuck this shit and I hate this why does this always happen to me why do I always do it I think he's and I just think he's great I, I think be- his promos have been awesome I think he's like how he changed after going 0-3, the yeah. way he wrestled. I just think he's been great. I got B. I know a lot of people don't like him as much. I like Bushi. Everyone thinks but... it's the one LIJ member they don't like, but I love Bushi. So I'm going to B. Uh, Robbie Eagles, 5-2. and two. He gets an A from me. Uh, give him a C, probably. Okay, I think Eagles has been awesome. Uh, by far the better of the two new Bullet Club people. But Taguchi, 5-2. and two. Taguchi gets an A-. A-. Minus. Yeah, he's been really good. Uh, Will Osprey five and two? A. Osprey gets an A for me too. Osprey gets an A for me. A plus for me. A plus. I I didn't like his first week uh-huh. stuff as much as some people, yeah. but his mm-hmm. stuff this week right. has been so yeah. great. Okay. Can I can I talk? I'm pre- I'm giving the guy an A. This is what I hate with you people. You rooted you against people. him against fucking Jeff Cobb <laughs> in MSG. You don't get to talk about him anymore. I gave him an A. Uh-huh. ELP El Fantasma five and two. He's a hard one for me because I think he's I been give him like a C because he's, he's had some great matches and some shit. So I'm gonna say C plus. Yeah, I mean sure. that Rocky match gets it's awesome. Yeah, his match with Osprey was great. Yeah, but a lot of it, he's doing a lot of the shit that you know Cody used to do and Jay White does with stalling. Not as much as those two. Not as much as Jay White is the fucking king of the stall tactic. When you can't wrestle, just stall, and you don't have to wrestle. But um. I think they gotta realize there's other ways to be heels other than just stalling and cheating. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's whatever. Okay, so um, isn't there is is that everybody? Yeah, that's everybody. Okay. Overall, really good tournament though. Yeah, especially yeah, really this good. week. Like this week took it from being a a middling tournament in week one to like a really good tournament week two. And I just like, those think pork and shows were awesome. When it comes to the two guys that didn't make it, one would have made his tournament a lot better. One probably would have made it worse. So <laughs> I I'd much rather. Did they say so? Doki replaced Desperado. Yeah, and Naruto replaced, replaced Flip. Gordon. Flip. That thank the gods <laughs> Almighty that happened. I'm like, say. can you imagine the level upgrade there? Ren Naruto instead of fucking Flip because Gordon. Because the whole Visa thing, by the way, I just want—I don't know if you said this, but I does Flip knows that the Visa problems are only happening with people coming to work in America, right? You shouldn't have any Visa problems. If you're from America and trying to wrestle another, I think the Flip Gordon problem. I think he just fucking (laughs) forgot to submit submit his paperwork. Like, like he just thought, well, everybody else is having visa problems. They'll understand. It's like, no, like, buddy, they're having trouble wrestling in America from other countries. You shouldn't have any visa issues coming from America to wrestle in Japan. Yeah, I mean, Japan unless, immigration... Unless they, the immigration decide to give him an, an idiot task and roll, what shape is the earth? And he roll, well, flat on his way. Get him the fuck out of this place. Or something like... Uh, other than that, like... 
like I don't understand. How could he have visa issues? I'm thinking he just forgot to submit it. I don't. I think or wrote his birth date wrong, or, 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 or they did something him, stupid. They just said, "Don't let this fucker in the country." Or they were like, they read all of his tweets about where he said he couldn't find chicken in Japan. Which, by the way, Japan has. Where, was he in the sewers? Where was he? Chick, there's like there's chicken everywhere. They love chicken more than like any. Was other he also gonna tweet? You know, they didn't have anything at all. Fish, <laughs> any fish in Japan, or beer, or like. <laughs> We're talking about chicken. Chicken's everywhere in Japan. They fucking love chicken. It was a really, really tough mission. Like, there's shit you can't find in Japan, but not chicken. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe they read those tweets and like, yeah, banned. He also first. said I couldn't find any vending machines anywhere. <laughs> I looked. No convenience stores anywhere. <laughs> they also don't like trains. That probably makes a sound on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> but the, what an idiot. <laughs> so at Lawson Comedy, whatever you did to get out of this tournament, do it again next year because. Marit is a lot better, buddy. Uh, okay, so the questions. At Lawson, at Lawson County 89, is Dustin Rhodes the best 50-year-old wrestler in North America? I don't even know who his competition well, would be. how old is PCO? Is he 49? Uh, if he is, then I guess it's... Uh, I think well, Dustin Rhodes is better than Nagata is not American. No, he said North America? Yeah, he said North America. Yeah. So Yuji Nagata doesn't count. No. He's Japanese, so... I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what, it, PCO, how old is he? PCO's 51. Yeah. I like, He's I the think only other one, I guess, yeah, that's I really that's, good. But. I mean, not going to vote for Undertaker? <laughs> no. Fuck no. Uh, um, and, you know, well, he's not 50 yet, but he's 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 looking over. But our truth is still really solid, despite being like 47. Mm. Um, okay. At Blue underscore Ray Mysterio. After his showing at the buy-in, is Orange Cassidy a great wrestler or the greatest wrestler? Why wasn't he wrestling on the show? Is there a reason? He, I love Orange Cassidy. I mean... That's Fire Ant. He reminds me a lot of Fire Ant, yeah. uh, who was great. Did Fire Ant train him? Yeah. Okay. But he, I, I always thought he was awesome. Why didn't he wrestle on the show? Was there That's a reason? That's his whole gimmick. His, we put that his, he doesn't wrestle? He, he was in the Battle Royal. Was he when? He they came in with his hands in his pockets and did nothing. Okay. But he wasn't an official participant. No, he was. But they said there was only 21 people. He was in the Battle Royal, buddy. But they, when he came out, they said, this. well, he's not an, in the, he's not officially in the oh, Battle I Royal. I have no idea. I could have sworn the announcer said. He didn't do anything. Whatever. That's his whole gimmick um, now. He doesn't do anything. Uh, okay. So, at GUI underscore Yay Japan Overlords, in order to make the partnership mm, at ROH go away. No, I think that was, I, here's first what of all, I think it wouldn't really make storyline sense for... Kenny to wrestle Hangman because they're friends. And know? I don't think Kenny should be first champion anyway. No. And, and I'm not even sure Jericho will be. Hangman might win it. Yeah. I think that's just... I think... Well, first of all, I think if they if they were doing... If they were trying to serve anybody there, it's Jericho, not New Japan. So let's... He'd probably no, no, ask no, no. Let's about back, to fight for the world title. No, no, no. no. Let's back up. I think you have the timeline wrong. Mm-hmm. They announced Jericho Omega months ago. Mm-hmm. I think Jericho then went to New Japan and New Japan was like, we want you to do this Dominion match. Uh, you know what's it, what else you got going on? He's like, well, I have this match with Omega, but I'm gonna beat him. Hmm. So I think Jericho already knew he was beating Omega yeah. when he went and they negotiated the Dominion match. And New Japan was like, oh, perfect. Well, you're gonna come in with a win then. Yeah. I don't think, but I do trying think trying to make New Japan happy went into thinking. I do about think that. they want. They still want that they New Japan do, deal. But so I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I don't think that was the first. I don't think that was that the first thought. Ahead, no. So. Uh, at GRR forty one thirty six. Am I the only one who thinks that Akara Shida was the wor- looked like the worst person in her match? I wasn't too familiar with all the girls except Aja, but my feeling after the match was they signed the wrong girl. They had to only choose one. Well, technically, oh, all the girls are great. No, no, no. Well, Re- well, technically, Riho is also signed, but she's signed on a short-term deal. Mm-hmm. She just wants to see if she likes it, basically. If she doesn't like America, she'll go back. Um, 
No, Hikari Shida, look, she's awesome. I mean, she's, I've seen her have so many incredible matches in Japan. Um, but, like, the, the Hikari Shida, like, in that match, you know, she really didn't get to do a lot. So I totally understand why this guy had that, you know, takeaway. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe they were just saving her because they know she's going to be a big focus going forward. But, yeah, she really didn't do a lot in that match, so I don't really blame you for having that opinion. But trust me, she's really fucking good. Uh, at R- at RBX2000, who's the better Chinese wrestler, Shima or Ho Ho Lun? No. <laughs> Shima, but he's not Chinese. <laughs> at Travis Zick, who should Kenny bring in next to the Joshi matches, and should they have a separate Joshi division from the women's division? Um, I don't know about you. I don't think you need to keep them completely separate, but no. I would definitely have the Joshi wrestle each other more than anything. But, no. I mean, you do plenty of matches with American women in, in Joshi companies. Yeah. So... Uh, who should you bring in next? I mean, there's a million people you could bring in. For Joshi? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you were going into... Uh, I mean, I would really love to see Arisa Nakajima. I mean, she's fucking amazing. And, you know, not that Seedling's the biggest company or anything, so they could ever work that out. I mean, Anai from Seedling would be awesome. If they could get uh, Asuka, the, not the one in WWE, but the the one in, from Pro Wrestling Wave, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. I'm trying to think of some other... I mean, there's a million. I mean, just Google almost any company and you'll come up with a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe bring in... If you brought in uh, Aja Khan, maybe bring in, like, more old-school Joshi. Bring in, like, Mayumi Ozaki. Remember, the, she's the one police? Oh, yeah, with bring police. Her, yeah. Bring her and police in. Yeah. It, I'll let them, Is like, police go, still around? He's still around. Okay. Bring us two of them in. Uh, at, Goldberg, at Rules Goldberg, it appears they're positioning Sheeta as the to- top Joshi... Will AEW push her as equal to the other women, or will she be a separate entity? Yeah, we, I don't know. I mean, we, don't, we don't know the answer. I think they will eventually like merge the two, sort of, but like maybe still keep them partially separate. But who knows? I mean, it feels like the Joshi division is Kenny's baby more than mm. anything. So, uh, and then he said, follow up. What should AEW do to help the non-English speakers get over and connect with Western audiences? WWE doesn't seem to bother anything other than learn English, which isn't usually the most prudent or reasonable request. I mean, I would do. Interviews with subtitles. Yeah. That's right. I, I mean, look. TNA does that. TNA does that? I heard they do subtitles, yeah. I mean, I would just let them fucking cut a promo, get a fucking translator. English, yeah. Get a translator. Even if you have to do a live translation, that's a little yeah. more awkward. But you can do like a backstage promo. You're telling me there's no fucking. This one I never understood with the with, with WWE. You're a giant fucking company. Just go hire a Japanese to English translator yeah, want some and English. put some subtitles on the screen. What's yeah. the big deal? I mean, the subtitled New Japan promos look great, right? Yeah, I think so. So I would do... That's what I would do. I'd have, like... I would have, like, Hikaru Shida and all of them cutting backstage promos and just put, like, subtitles over it. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, at King Slipazoid, what? Who do you think stood out in the six-woman tag match the most to casual audiences and to yourselves? A lot of questions about the Joshis. That's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Who stood out most to casual audiences? The timekeeper. <laughs> I would bet you the answer is probably Aja Kong. Because you've heard that name yeah. so many times, probably. And JR really, like, put her over as, like... He was like, I am personally excited to be calling an Aja Kong match. I would love so, to see Aja Kong live. So I'm but... sure that really, like, stood out to fans that he pointed that out. Who stood out most to me, I think it was definitely Ryo Mizunami. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, like, such a powerhouse, and they're just fucking laying everybody out. That was awesome. I remember one time Aja Kong did come to the area, but all my friends didn't care about wrestling, so... Mm-hmm. Oh. At W in Hell, uh-huh. do you think American wrestling needs casual non-death blood? Uh, 
I, I think, think it's it a lot hurt. better. I, I think, think it's a lot be better. better. But not every match, but every once in a while in a real feud, like in a Hell in a Cell or something, I think it will help. But WWE doesn't do it anymore. And even if it does happen by accident, half the time they want to, like, stop the match and, and like, heal it or whatever, or, like, which is stupid when that happens. But, I mean, I, I think blood can work once in a while. I don't think you need it all the time, but I think it's it helps helpful. tell a story yeah. sometimes. At Enric's Keeper. Don't you think the biggest, the best, argue, arguably the best WrestleMania match of all time, the blood helped that, uh, Austin Bret Hart. I yeah. mean, gee, can you imagine that match without Austin bleeding? I think it wouldn't... Be, the visuals and everything wouldn't be half as. I think it'd lose steam. It wouldn't be as good. I think it's important for American wrestling. It can happen in certain think. matches. Yeah, it, it helps. You don't need to do it all the time. No. And I think TNA at some points got carried away with it, but definitely. I think once in a while it does. It does. It help. does help. At Enric's keeper, last question. Find New Japan one here. What do you think the G1 lineup will be? Considering no Kenny Tama Page, he also missed Elgin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we know at least four people are going to be out this Why year. Why is Tama out? Tama said he's out basically. Oh. So he said he's not going to be in. He took a booking in Washington. So he said he's okay. focusing on tag team wrestling. That's good news to my book. Sure, yeah. So we take out Kenny Omega, Tomatonga. Are we sure Kenny Omega is not going to be in it? Yes, he's not going to be okay. in it. Kenny Omega, Tomatonga, Hangman Page, and Michael Elgin are Michael all out. Elgin. So that's a huge amount of turnover. That's four people. That's exciting to me. Like you get real yeah. new blood in this thing. So let's give, go over the, the people I think are locks if, to be in. Um, Taichi's a lock. Whatever you sure. you might not like it, he's a fucking lock. Mm. Um, I think Will Ospreay's close to a lock. Pretty much, yeah. Um, after that, you're you, talking. You're talking well, to other people. Kojima hasn't retired from it. Like, yeah, last year he was injured. He probably yeah. would have been in. Do you think Kojima will be back? Could be. I I feel, I feel like they have to they have to give him his like year where he says this is his last year. They can't just say, well, he's done now. Well, he. I mean, they, they, have to they give might him his though last G one year. He wasn't always in WWE or in New Japan. I mean, because uh, he went okay. to all Japan all that time. All right, I guess we'll There's somebody else that I, I I'm not thinking of. That I thought was a lock. Uh, Who the fuck is it? You think Jeff Cobb will be in? No, because I think he'll be. I mean, he's very possible because um, he's you know he's a, a, he just wasn't ever champion, but he's be, getting pushed really heavily in Ring of Honor, mm. and they have a lot of big shows during the G One. Whoever's challenging Juice, do you think they're a lock? Okay, so they Whoever probably they are a lock. Okay. Time's up, man. Whoever I think it's probably is. a but lock. I thought it was Oka, but why would Juice like know who Oka is? Yeah, Juice started talking about today how he knows. Well, him. I guess they were young lions around the same time, kind of, were they? I'm trying to remember because Juice was like a basically a young lion for a while. Yeah. When he first came in. Was that when Oka was a young lion? Or did... No. They... Oka, okay, Oka so then I don't one. understand. Um, but if it's not Oka, then who the fuck is it? I feel like, is there somebody else I'm forgetting? Who's British that we're forgetting? Because unless that whole, the British, the picture of the British, you know, the flag and everything is Could just... be David Finley. Could be Davey Boy Smith. They yes, it could be David Finley. Okay, can we go back a sec? Am okay. I forgetting somebody else? Obvious, but I feel like I am. Uh, I think you are too, but it's hard to remember when everybody, all the heavyweights, have been off for a while. Yeah. Um, so, Yujiro Takahashi. Is that who you forget? No. Who else has anyone joined Bullet Club recently besides El Phantasma or? Yeah. Um, Who's Jay White was in it last year. Yeah, Bushi um, was in it last year. Bushi was in it last year. Uh, um, somebody's like screaming at their fucking phone right now. Shingo ain't going heavyweight yet. Yeah, I think I think they they're a little jump with a gun on that on commentary. Um, but I feel like I'm forgetting someone obvious. Taichi is very obvious. Osprey to me is obvious. Um, Suzuki, obviously. Well, yeah, but who, I'm talking about who who could be new. I'm just thinking of random roster members in my head. Uh, um, I don't think I can't think of anybody else who's brand new. I mean, I I hope Mikey Nichols isn't going to be in it because he hasn't been very impressive. But he's a new heavyweight. Chase Owens. You could put Chase Owens. 
I don't think these are the obvious people I was thinking of, though. So far, Brett is gone. Maybe um, there is one spot that's like could be anybody, I guess. Who, that's well, it. let's think. Of who, I'm think who I think was three, in the New Japan Cup. Th- yeah, three out of four spots I think are obvious. Taichi, Osprey, Times Up Man. Yeah. So fourth guy could be. I mean, Roosh teased it on Twitter. Yeah, Roosh teased it. Roosh would be awesome. I think it could be Kojima. Could be Kojima. If he's, um, it could be. Could be Chase. Could be Nichols. Could be Chase could be Nichols. Yeah. Hangman's gone. Hangman's gone. Um. Well, anyway, so let's get. Can I look at my phone and look at the New Japan roster? (laughs) Can you look it up? This is killing me. I feel like you're forgetting someone too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The the one guy I want to mention too. His other question was who's going to win it, which I can answer in half a second. Yeah, no shit. It's going to be Tetsuya Naito. Last time you said that you were wrong, buddy. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the roster to see if there's anybody else obvious that's new. I mean, I guess you can put Cole Cabana in there. He was in the New Japan. I was thinking Cole Cabana too, but yeah. I'm not sure. Sonata and Evil obviously was to be back. Yeah, there's nobody else. It doesn't look like there's anybody else obvious that's new. So I think that's maybe the three spots I was thinking of that are, seem obvious to me are like Taichi, Osprey, and whoever the Times Up guy is. So. Yeah, unless Hiko Leo gets in. Yeah. Uh, or uh, what's his name? Hanare. I, I hope to God not. <laughs> I think you're a little too hard on Tori. All right. All right. So we can wrap it up there. Folks, thank you as always for listening. Quinlan, do you want to plug your Twitter? Uh, yeah. It's that, uh... Do you want me to plug your Twitter for you? It's Um, I'm underscore not underscore Quinlan. Did you ever tell that joke on Twitter? Do you ever tell that story on Twitter? On this podcast? I think I have. Where you, like, you were playing... We were playing Super Smash Brothers, and I wasn't playing. This This is, like, in high school. So you're playing. And this is the original Super Smash Brothers on N64. So you're playing Super Smash Brothers, and you're playing as Samus. No, I was playing as oh, Donkey Kong. You're playing as Donkey Kong, and people and someone asked, "Who's Samus?" And someone else said, "I think Quinlan's Samus." And I meant and I and I yelled out, "I meant to say I'm not Samus." I yelled out, "I'm not Quinlan." <laughs> you yelled like really indignantly. I did loud. It's like, like, "Who's Samus?" I think Quinlan's Samus. I'm not Quinlan. <laughs> I screamed out, and then we all just started laughing. And I was like, "No, I mean, I'm not Samus." But, so. <laughs> I'm not Quinlan. Yeah, like very like. How dare you call me that? Like, it's a good story. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so that is the story behind that Twitter handle, folks. You can follow me on Twitter with a long hat Twitter like uh, name that I never plug, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to plug it here. But you should follow me on Twitter for my J- J- Japan picture, so I will plug it finally. Mm-hmm. At T O S H A N S H U I N L A. So if you want to follow me. On Twitter, there you go. You can also just find it linked in the Omakase one. But I'm gonna have plenty of pictures of Japan, so I'll be I'll be a worthwhile follow for exactly two weeks. Then you can unfollow me. And my the podcast Twitter handle is at Russell Omakase. Wrestling does not fit. So yeah. up next will be episode number 100. From first of all, live from Japan. First of all, can you believe that this fucking podcast made it to 100 episodes? Uh, further along than your hockey one did. And can you believe that the I somehow timed this in a way so the hundredth episode takes place in Japan? Isn't that perfect? Yeah, well, I kind of did that on purpose, huh? I didn't. I kind of did. I don't know. I like. I could have had it be one hundred and one if I had like uh, not skipped a week, but I only had to skip a week because I did two in one week. So I didn't really do it on purpose, mm-hmm. but it worked out really well. So up next, wrestling wrestling omakase number one hundred. 
will be off for a few days, a little bit later than usual, so not next weekend, but probably like the following Wednesday. So until then, until I talk to you from Japan, folks, we'll see you next time. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.